The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series created by Mercedes Lamy and Steve Lippin. Presenting Book Two, The Hunt. When Push Comes to Shove, Part One. Written by Mercedes Lackey, Steve Libby, and Cody Martin. Read by Veronica Jaguer. So, I'm not exactly persona non grata, but I am also not the most welcome face at Echo right now. Belladonna shrugged. For doing what needed to be done? Savior snorted. This is sounding familiar to me. Bella kept any comments to herself. Well, they can't fire me. Not when they're sending out recruiters to pull in petty metacriminals and giving them a chance to reform, redeem themselves, and join the happy family. We're stuck with each other. Bella was loitering here for a reason, hoping to be able to bring up the subject of John Murdoch. She'd been visited by the enigmatic Seraphim twice now since the man had dragged himself to the CCCP headquarters. Both times, Seraphim had made it emphatically clear that John was somehow important, that he was in danger, still, and that he needed to be with CCCP. Why? Well, angels weren't prone to giving reasons. And you know you don't just march up to one and demand an explanation either. Well, Savior might, but... So, where's the chow hall in this joint? Hospital food ain't my normal board. Well, speak of the devil, just the subject I wanted to bring up. Bella looked up to see Murdoch standing in the doorframe. He looked groggy, clutching bandages at his side and rubbing sand out of his eyes. Anyone there? I heard talking. We are in meeting. You are leaving room now. Red Savior's tone was dismissive and brooked no dissent. Thanks for the hospitality, but I'm not really feeling up to taking orders. Didn't mean to interrupt anything. Commissar, I asked him to talk to you. Murdoch? A little respect for the Commissar, if you please. Bella tried to radiate calm the way Adviga did. Red Savior shrugged and fastened a glare at Murdoch. Very well. You are talking to me. He shrugged as well, still holding his side. Well, Chow Hall seems to be out of the question. With your leave, I'd like to get my stuff and scoot, unless there's any more business for me here. Bella cast her eyes up to the ceiling. Give me strength. Uh, Who made me the designated diplomat? She turned towards Savior, her expression now one of respectful conciliation. Commissar... With all due respect, you're undermanned here, and the only trusty native guide you have is me. And I belong to Echo. I suggest you consider offering Murdoch a place here with the CCCP. There was a faint look of distaste on Murdoch's face when she mentioned Echo. Good. Then Bella turned to Murdoch. She raised one eyebrow. You think like these people. You have a lot in common, and someone we both know recommended this. God knows I can't keep you safe. I suggest you consider hooking up here. John looked plainly skeptical but held his tongue. Red Savior's face took on the identical expression. She folded her arms and scowled deeper. 
You ask me for very much trust, Comrade Bella. CCCP is Russian organization, led by Russian for Russians, and Moscow has promised me sturdy Russian backup as soon as paperwork clears. She waved a hand in the air. Which, I am admitting, could be next year. Which means you need people now, Savior, especially given what we've been discussing. Bella's expression turned grim. Neither you nor I think that the space Nazis got scared and ran away. And I haven't told you everything yet. Da, the lessons of great patriotic war are not so quickly forgotten in my country as they are here. This is why all powerful supernatural force guards Mother Russia. She snorted in contempt. Meanwhile, I am running Neckledurney soup kitchen for homeless capitalists. The commissar leaned forward. Comrade Murdoch, what can you offer me to justify my trust? I am wanting to hear from your mouth, not blue girls. Largely depends. For starters, on what you need. And second, what you folks can provide for me and mine. Yours? You are having family? No pets, no children. That is rule. No, no family. Folks died in this last attack, as far as I know. I'm watching a neighborhood that's sort of isolated from the rest of the city. If I'm going to sign on with y'all, I'm going to need assurance that they won't be left out in the cold. You walked here. It can't be that far. Whose store centers it? Bella, having worked with the hog farmers, knew most of the cut-off areas like the back of her hand. The one at the corner of uh, Elm and Lee, run by an old fellow named Jonas. He's been the one that's been helping me organize the neighborhood and get folks working together to pull through this mess. Bella turned to the map pinned on the office wall and tapped her finger on an area that had been outlined in pale pink magic marker. Here, Savior. That one of yours? I have made overtures to locals, but I am, as you say, small-staffed. I cannot send Chug out to do our sane human beings' work. He frightens children. Red Savior pursed her lips. But let us ask him in person. Chug! Her shout made the room jump. Dave, Dave! As if he had been eavesdropping, the stony creature lumbered into the room, brushing both shoulders against the doorframe. Hello, Commissar. Red Savior snapped her fingers at him as if she were summoning a dog to her side. Bella wondered if Savior knew just how fluent her Russian was. In Russian, she said, This American is interested in staying with us. Do you like him? Chug fidgeted. Oh, I don't know. Take a long look at him, she continued. Do you think he could be your friend? Perhaps join you at the park for a stroll with the squirrels. I like the squirrels, Chug said, perking up. I think they would like him too. Aha! Red Savior switched to English. You have passed the squirrel test, comrade. Do not ask what that means. I want you to brief me on situation in College Park. John scratched his head, sighing. He walked in front of the map, making a V with his fingers around the pin that Bella had placed in it.
The park got cut off from the surrounding area by two destruction corridors that followed a couple of roads on the periphery. Power's out, except where folks have jerry-rigged it or have generators going. Clean water's being brought in, and some of the hydrants still work, but it's a hassle. There's a community garden that we started up, but it'll take some time before it produces even a percentage of what folks need. Everything else is being given out on good faith by the stores in the area. Hog Farm is bringing in, or scavenged. It's in bad shape, but the folks are making do as best they can with what they have. He turned back to face Savior. Crime isn't a real problem, but it won't stay that way. No incursions by the Rebs. A slow, devious smile had begun to spread on Red Savior's face. None so far. Small-time crap by local thugs looking to take advantage and, uh few high-paid outsiders. Anybody that's causing trouble hasn't lasted long enough to keep on causing trouble. Red Savior stepped up to the map. She traced a line from the destruction corridors to Echo Headquarters, then to her own. I am sensing power vacuum. Reb activity in our district has escalated in the last two weeks with more extortings and hate attackings. This... I am thinking as being prelude to push into new territory. Right in backyard of Echo, but they are doing nothing because Rebs are not metahuman. Scum or scum, but Echo has their own sense of priorities. Poor folk don't necessarily rate all that high. She nodded. We can prepare them for siege. People's blade is knowing these streets well enough. Perhaps uh, you will show me yours. That's workable. Do you really think that the Rebs would push towards my neighborhood that soon? What kind of numbers are we talking about? I believe Americans are capable of all manners of idiocy. If I use logic, I am drowning in frozen lake. If I think like animals, I can skate on ice. At that moment, Red Savior evoked to Bella the countenance of a crotchety old man. Our best guess... Two hundred foot. At that moment, Red Savior evoked to Vicky the countenance of a crotchety old man. At that moment, Red Savior evoked to Bella the countenance of a crotchety old man. Our best guess: two hundred foot soldiers. John shook his head. <laughs> way out of my league, especially if they're armed the way rumors paint them to be. So what's the deal? I show you the situation and we go from there? You show me situation, da. Then I decide what we should do and then we are executing plan. She rolled her eyes. I am sure I am receiving many advices from American comrades. You can cut down on how many unsolicited interference you get by deciding now on who you talk to, Commissar, Bella pointed out. Sto, I am not understanding you. You can say, I only interface via Blue Girl and make it stick. That controls what they get out of you and I control what you get out of them. You take Murdoch here for your community interface and you do the same. They never get a chance to try and pull anything out of you because he's your face man. Red Savior barked a laugh. And I thought Americans were simple-minded. This is being as convoluted as Moscow bureaucracy. 
It's the first time I've ever felt at home in an overheated hellhole. She reached for her pocket for a proletarsky cigarette and lit up. Great pungent clouds of tobacco smoke wafted to the ceiling. This is plan I can follow. Comrade Murdoch, does it meet with your approval? Ain't any harm in it, so far as I can see. It'll work. He didn't sound completely convinced, but appeared willing enough to go along and agree for the moment. Can we go to the park now? Chug, forgotten until this moment, spoke up in Russian. Bella's face softened. She looked almost angelic. I'll take you, Chug, she replied in the same language. The next man is hurt and needs to lie down. Later today, I promise. Niet, I forbid it. Red Savior brushed Bella's offer aside with a wave of her cigarette. He is no dog to walk around in grass. Chug can lift city bus and then eat it. Let Soviet accompany him. If Savior intended to offend her, she didn't succeed. Bella laughed. And who do you think Advigas had in charge of him for the last four days? I'm only a medic. I can't use surgery or prescribe. I haven't taken him as far as the park yet, but he's been doing a hell of a job on urban renewal at my direction. I am fearing babysitting Bill from Echo. Are you not having job, but very well. The commissar's harsh expression mellowed. And spasibo. Bella kept her grin strictly internal. As she had suspected, Savior had a soft spot for the strange childlike creature. There was a story there. One day she'd get it out of Yadviga. No babysitting, Bell, and no, I am still doing my echo chefs. But since the invasion, I only seem to need about three hours of sleep in 24. What am I supposed to do, play video games? John interrupted. Well... This has been enlightening, but I figure that I'm going to go past that again for a while. Better on a hospital bed than a floor. He nodded to Chug. Nice meeting you. Chug's his name, right? Right. Wake me up when we're heading out to survey the neighborhood. With that, he shambled back to the infirmary. And Bella withdrew and put in a call to Vicky. All right. All the ducks are in a row. Send that email, and then get down here. The only way she'll believe it and respect us is if we are right here to deal with her when she gets it. There were few places Red Savior could escape the cacophony of Hensel's construction workers. Hammering, bricks crashing down, the scream of steel being cut, and men shouting orders and retorts. The Union men had made themselves at home in the CCCP headquarters, some gave her and her comrades curious looks, as if they were the interlopers. The noise upset Chug in particular, who had curled himself into a nook in the basement like a hibernating bear. Red Savior had no such luxury. Matters had to be conducted. And besides, she was about to do some shouting herself. That intruding little capitalist sorcerer girl had sent her an email that made her blood boil, and now, Red Savior Sr. was about to get it in the teeth. She growled as she accessed the secure voice connection to Moscow. No kindly greetings for your father, my wolf think. Would you like to hear about my new girlfriend? 
You'd like her. She collects pistols. Nikolai Shostakovich took on the usual bantering tone that he knew infuriated his daughter. I don't care if you are dating the premier's concubine herself. You have lied to me! Natalia had started out loud and ended in a shout. It was a good thing this conversation was in Russian, otherwise people in Peachtree Square would be talking in about fifteen minutes. She could almost hear his expansive shrug. It is politician's job to lie. What lie in particular bothers you? This packet you sent me, it is full of nonsense culled from a child's primer on the Great Patriotic War. Did you think I paid no attention in school? You were more interested in fisticuffs, but I thought the refresher would be helpful. You have much on your plate. Don't patronize me. You and Uncle Boryets have your tricks and I see through them. Unload a ream of useless information so that I will lose interest in the matter and busy myself with petty thieves. Meanwhile, I am getting better intelligence from Nickelturney models and the heir to Rasputin. There was a surprised pause. When her father resumed, his voice was not so smooth, not so controlled. You have something to do with with a sorcerer. As little as possible, but apparently she is more useful to me than my own flesh and blood. What do you know about the death of Hitler? What do you know about the way the Nazi metas disappeared? What do you really know about the Thule Society? I know what you know. Hitler put a bullet in his head. Then I know you are a liar. There. It was out. The first time she had ever dared to say that to her father's face. She felt a fire burning deep in her gut and had to clamp down on her powers as her fist flared briefly. Yet, Nikolai didn't rise to the challenge. In fact, he spoke in slow, kindly tones. Something is upsetting you. Perhaps we should discuss this another time. Don't you dare end this call until you have told me the truth. Nikolai sighed. It is ancient history. Let it be. Swastikas trampled through Red Square. That wasn't ancient. What are you withholding, Papa? Why? It was good to talk to you, Natalia. He let the statement hang, the implication obvious. I'm leaving the office now. The line went dead. Natalia looked down at the computer screen. The cursor blinked at the end of the line, an email to the secure account that the magician should have in no way have had access to. That she could told Savior that she was going to be even more useful than the Russian had thought. But the contents... Thule Society infiltrated Nazi metas circa 1942 and probably directed the course of the war from that point. Hitler assassinated by Übermensch, witnessed by Himmler. Source, Reinhold Karl Fritz, former SS commander, also known in occult circles as Black Flame, secretly a member of Himmler's inner circle of occultists in opposition to the Thulians. According to Fritz, Red Savior was not only aware of this, but enabled the assassination, as coordinated by Himmler. 
Fritz suggests Übermensch then removed Himmler and brought in a Thulean psionicist to orchestrate suicides and wipe memories. My further intel suggests that this has relevance to the current incursion. Minutes passed, as weighty as hours, but her father did not call back. She tried to envision how her father, always a devoted patriot, could be party to any intrigue involving his dire enemies, the enemies of her people, but the concept was too appalling and abstract. Natalia had always thought of Nazi Germany as a monolithic monster, united in hateful purpose. How could Hitler's own followers turn so dramatically against him at such a crucial time? This... This was as if FDR had been cut down by Yankee Doodle, or the Emperor of Japan by Divine Wind. The sorcerer feared Red Savior, this she knew. Could she be attempting to undermine the solidarity of the CCCP by driving a wedge to divide its very heart in two? She glared at the phone. Come on, old man. Do not make me wait. The bellow was not from the person she wanted to speak to right now. Go away! I am working. This won't wait. The blue girl marched into Natalia's office with that very sorcerer in tow. The sorcerer did not look happy to be there. You! Red Savior leapt to her feet, eliciting a satisfying cringe from Vicky V. Not satisfied to slander my father by email. Now you trespass in my headquarters. The girl was clutching a sheaf of papers to her chest. She closed her eyes and thrust them at Savior. Oh, now you make your accusations with paper. My father is hero of Soviet Union, the motherland. You have very much nerve to claim he colluded with Nazis. He stopped the war, Vicky squeaked. The Russian people stopped the war. With help from some allies, wars are fought by nations, not by individuals. No, he stopped the war right then, before Hitler could use his A-bomb on Moscow. Vicky's eyes were still squeezed shut, and she said something in Russian that could only have been a direct quote from her father. It had all the right phrasing, all the right nuances, and the right pragmatic feeling to it. When you face hell or the devil, the devil is a better option. Red Savior gawked at her. Where did you learn these things? The papers in Vicky's hand shook so hard they rattled. It's in there. My secret sources, occultist magicians on both sides of the former Iron Curtain. It never was more than a paper curtain for us, but as Fritz said, it all seemed to be ancient history, hardly worth believing, not worth talking about until swastikas poured out of the sky. And he already told all this to Echo, who patted him on the head and told him to go away. Natalia took the papers from Vicky's hands and set them on her desk. I'll read them later. Echo's been holding out on you, Nat, said Bella. Vicky's dug up a lot. It's not just Red Savior Senior who's been keeping you in the dark. And oh, it gets better, Nat. Natalia could not help but see that Bella was not at all intimidated by Savior's fuming anger. And I will bet a cookie that rat bastard Tesla has not bothered to tell you this part. Sto? Savior's eyes glittered. 
It is more than my father allying himself with Nazis. Da? And this is as recent as the headlines. About of those third damn goose-stepping bastards are... were... aliens. As in, yes, not from this world. I know. I saw them. Without the suits. At Broom Lake. Her lips twisted. That would be why they tried to retrieve every suit and body they could and attempted to incinerate the rest. Now put that together with Thulians infesting the Nazis in 1942, and what do you get? Explains the house painter's A-bomb very nicely, doesn't it? And it also explains frickin' spaceships full of shit stuff. With a practiced motion, Red Savior extracted a cigarette from her pocket and lit up. She took several long pulls on the foul-smelling import, eyes closed, letting the information sink in. She had seen many bizarre, inexplicable things in her life, enough to eschew paranoid explanations over common sense. Yet, her father's evasive behavior on the phone kept her skepticism at bay. The last exhalation was a smoke ring. At last, she met both Americans' eyes. Let us say that I believe what you have uncovered is being true. Just for the moment. Why would you share this with me? Surely you are compromising classified information. Does Tesla excite so little loyalty in his employees? My loyalty is the human race, which I happen to want to see survive. Bella's eyes actually glowed a little. Politics and borders be damned. If FDR and Churchill could crawl into bed with that monster Stalin for the same reason, I can sure as hell leak what needs to be leaked to our allies. Red Savior felt her stomach churn with outrage. Stalin? Be careful which lines you are crossing, girl. Bella gave Vic a significant look. About that job... We need to see Tesla now, in the next hour or two at minimum. And we need to get into his appointment calendar without going through his secretary. Vicky ducked her head. Right. Uh, Commissar? Do you want to watch over my shoulder? It could take a while. Half an hour, maybe. My laptop and stuff are in the medic bay. Yep. Report to me when you are finished. The look Savior shot at her was marginally more friendly. Vicky only hoped that something would happen to turn that I-will-not-kill-you glare into something less lethal. The Russian turned to Bella. Now then, comrade. You were comparing me to Stalin? <laughs>